or thank you for joining us if it's your first time. This is the Mind Wealth Podcast, and my name is Chelsea. Get ready to sit back, relax, and unwind while we chat about all kinds of things. Today, we have reached the top of the list of the most common mental health category, anxiety disorders, and its counterpart, illness anxiety disorder, the least common of the anxiety disorders. Or, it's more commonly known as hypochondria, though it's no longer called that. It is an extremely rare type of disorder, affecting only about 0.1% of the population. So let's talk about it. Many of us know the televised version of the illness anxiety disorder, where many medical shows portray a person who frequently visits the hospital or ER for reasons that the doctors can never discover because, by all accounts, the person is completely healthy. But what really is illness anxiety disorder? Illness anxiety disorder is the fear or anxiety that symptoms or feelings of symptoms in your everyday life are correlated with you having a very serious medical condition. Many of these people frequently worry that they will become seriously physically ill if they have not already deemed themselves so. And any normal body aches they hyper-focus on by being the cause of a specific physical illness. If you were to send a person to get tested in a normal medical facility, if they have illness anxiety disorder, the person is likely to return a completely clear bill of health, because most medical doctors are running standard tests that are looking for physical symptoms of their disorder. Because the disorder or disease is a mental health issue, it's not a physical health issue, these things cannot be seen on their tests. The DSM specifically places a strong emphasis on diagnosis being based off of the fear or worry that whatever they believe they are going through or feeling are symptoms of a very specific medical condition. An example of this would be somebody believing that feeling fatigue in their muscles must be bone cancer, and not because they just did a hard day's work. They obsess over this thought so much that they can put themselves into a state of worry so strongly that they actually do become physically ill as well. It's crazy how stress can manifest itself. The distress that it is caused by the fear of the outcome in illness anxiety disorder is more important to the diagnosis than the actual physical symptoms. So when a person with a disorder is being diagnosed, the fixation of the upset around the physical symptoms is a big indicator of having illness anxiety disorder. To simplify, I'm basically saying that they worry so much about possibly having a physical debilitating disease that the worry is the thing that's actually impeding their life. So let's talk about one girl and how she fought to gain her life back from her debilitating level of illness anxiety disorder. Enter Cheryl. She has suffered with illness anxiety disorder for as long as she can remember, but it wasn't until Cheryl hit rock bottom that she discovered how to manage her symptoms. When her brain had gone into overtime, being absorbed in her fear of her getting or having life-ending symptoms, she was basically a walking, talking encyclopedia of knowledge on whatever disease she thought she had. This cycle repeated for her about every three months or so. She would discover what she considered a symptom, she would Google it, and do research, and go into a downward spiral over what she had learned, and at about the three-month mark, she would come out of the depression of fully believing that she had some life-altering or ending disease. Then, in about a week's time, until another symptom emerged, and she started it all over again with another Googling. This repeated on in Cheryl's life for a long time. But not too long ago, she hit rock bottom. When the spiraling took her down a path of not wanting to be alive anymore. She was so stressed out and so worried all the time, she ended up in the hospital for an extended stay to try and help her get her back on track. That was when she realized 
The disorder I really have is going to kill me if I don't start treating it. She finally pieced together and accepted the diagnosis that she had received, and started to focus on a solution for what she could control, which was her mental health. Cheryl turned her previous googling of medical diseases that she didn't have into a focused research on how to help her now. She revamped her entire life because Cheryl knew that if she didn't, she might not be around next time, and she couldn't leave her family like that. She dove into all of the information that she could get on success stories for people with the disorder, and she read literature on how the disorder works and what might help it. She shifted what she ate to be better at helping maintaining her normal hormone levels. She focused on her sleep cycles to regulate her brain functions. She worked on meditation, breathing exercises, and being mindful. Cheryl even added in drinking a good amount of water every day to keep herself on track. Cheryl does talk about that when you do start to feel better, you let up on yourself because you feel like you've made it. But she also realized there isn't really a making it when it comes to your mental health. This is an everyday journey. So Cheryl now puts in the work to make sure that every single day she does something positive for her mental health. So when those feelings or fears start to rise up from her previous anxiety diagnosis, she's already in a much better mindset to deal with them, to breathe, to talk herself out of it, and to just move on from those feelings that previously consumed her life. Specifically, something that Cheryl would like to pass on to you from her story is that if she only had one piece of advice to give, it's this. You cannot be a proper functioning person without prioritizing your mental health. It's also important to note that illness anxiety disorder's intensity may fluctuate over time, and it can be aggravated by stressful events or even age, as with many health disorders. And though the exact cause of the disorder is unknown, there are a few factors that can make you more prone to getting it. Things such as childhood abuse or trauma, having a parent with anxiety disorders, serious illness in one of your immediate family members, previous undiagnosed or uncontrolled mental health issues, such as depression. While Cheryl gave us a lot of great tips on how to manage your illness anxiety disorder, the most important step is seeing a medical professional to be diagnosed. They can help put you into a treatment program for it. And the reason I say this is because, like Cheryl said, things can get out of hand fast, in ways you cannot have considered, or in ways you're not equipped to handle on your own. It's always better to have someone in your corner who is familiar with what you're going through to guide you through the process of getting you back on track. In the end, the goal is to have control over your life again, and you can only do that once you've learned the tools and have built the support structure to get you there. So please, don't be afraid to ask for help, and please do your best not to have to follow in Cheryl's footsteps of reaching rock bottom before getting the help that you need. And just remember that if you're struggling, there are always people who are out there and would love to help you. Reach out, tell us what's going on, and let us give you the extra hand you need to get back on track. Remember, this is a journey, not a sprint. So what are you going to do for your mental health today? Besides listening to me for a few minutes. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I've enjoyed our time together. If you want to join me again for another chat, you can keep your eyes peeled every Wednesday for a new episode. Feel free to follow me at MindWealth on Instagram if you want to get to know me a little bit in the meantime. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week.